here, man. I, I got to go here. I'm just following the path. This lot, boy, this fellow. Amen. I've met some lots in my life. <sighs> Living on top of the world. Amen. L-O-T. Lot, the boy that wanted to live on top of the world. He got it too. All right, we know where we are in the story, right? Lot has been taken captive. We stopped there last week. <clears throat> We're going to go to verse 13. Then a fugitive came and told Abram, the Hebrew. Now, this is the first time Abram is identified as a Hebrew. Amen. Now he was living by the oak of Maureen, the Amorite brother of Ishkal and the brother of Anar, and these were allies with Abram. In other words, Abram was in church. He was where the word was being preached. Verse 14, and when Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he said, I don't care. Nope. He led out his trained men. Born in his house, 318, and went in pursuit as far as Dan, 15. He divided his forces against them by night, he and his servants, and defeated them and pursued them as far as Hobar, which is north of Damascus, 16. He brought back all the goods and all also brought back all his relative Lot with his possession and also the women and the people. I want to talk about this morning, rescue me. Don't let resentment ruin you. Rescue me. Don't let resentment ruin you. I start off with this one question this morning. <laughs> and and, and it's, a, it's a real question. Would you do it? Would you rescue Lot? You've had the context. You've heard me preach through it. But the question is, would you do it? Would you rescue Lot? Someone treated you like Lot did. His own relative, his own uncle. Lot wanted the world and all its lust. And he was willing to compromise his walk with God and his relationship with Abram. He was on a downward spiral. Now the Bible is very clear about how to handle issues with people. Reconciliation. Uh, we have the ministry of reconciliation. Um, Forgiveness. This is one of the scriptures that I see a lot in the New Testament where it says, love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Things of that nature. George, uh, Lot 
made a choice. And, and listen, it wasn't Abram's fault that now he is a prisoner of war. He is, he has been captured by his own lust. He's reaping what he, come on and help me somebody. Amen. It should have happened to him this way, right? I mean, all of these facts are there. His choice and his pride of the land brought him from around Sodom and Gomorrah to into Sodom and Gomorrah. And not only that, but he went into Sodom and Gomorrah and he took on a leadership role. He left the church for corporate America. He was leading in the secular rather than the sacred. Come on, help me somebody. Where he should have been doing ministry, he was out trying to make money. And now he's been taken captive, not for ransom, but for death. I mean, you know that if you love the world or the things in the world, amen, all that's in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life, and all it leads to is death. The Bible says the world, saints, it's, it amazes me how many believers act like the world. Amen. How many believers, amen, that live their lives as if they don't know the Lord? Are you following me? But at the end of the day, I say this to you, that listen, even with looking at Lot, I believe that there comes a point where you cannot allow what people have done to you to ruin you. Let me say this. And I'll give you the, the, the definition of resentment in a minute. But resentment is a cheap form of anger. That's what it is. But what I see in this message, what I see in this passage is God is sovereign. God is sovereign. This is why we must learn how to end relationships without resentment. Holding on to resentment, amen, is a choice, and we'll see that. But resentments, resentments is what I call a slow cancer that eats away at people's hearts. People who are unreasonable, unreconcilable, people who are angry and bitter and worldly, they get caught up in resentment. I wonder, I wonder this. Write this down somewhere. Come on, write this down. Do you think Lot would have rescued Abram? Write it down. That's a revelation that God gave me. Not new revelation, but just in my sanctified imagination. Through application. I wonder if Lot would have rescued if the shoe was on the other foot. See, Abram has no real reason, honestly. If all the facts, if you check out the boxes, 
Man, let him be where he is. Am I right about it? Huh? And can I give you the answer to that question you just wrote down? The answer is no. Lot would not have rescued Abram. And that's straight up. You know why? Because people who carry grudges hold on to resentment and they stop caring. See the differences here. You see the differences in attitudes. Because they get caught up in self and pride. Watch this. Oh, I'm about to break some break some news to you. Remember I told you I got a I got breaking news to you about Lot. Should I do it now? I'm awake. Lot was not just a prisoner physically, but he was a prisoner to the lust of his flesh. You have to know the lust of your flesh. You have to know your appetite. You have to know, and I'll deal with some of this at 10. Watch 11. Watch this. You have to know. You and I have to learn ourselves. Does God care? How can God show that he cares? Let's rewind the tape right quick. I got a few minutes. Check this out. When Abram was in Egypt, tripping, his wife was in the palace. Y'all remember that? I preached that. Right? He was living large. Matter of fact, he had the same heart as Lot. Oh, I wish I had somebody. But see, it caused him to be exposed in order for him to be rescued. <laughs> let, let, me say, let me tell you something about God. As a child of God, you could run all you want. You, God's going to give you what you want because he's not that kind of God to hold back from you what you so desire. But there comes a point where God's love and God's sovereignty cannot, you may not be able to see love in this picture, but I see love in this picture. I see, I see compassion in this picture because, listen, the truth be told, there are some people in our lives we don't give two toots about no more. Seriously, like, man, forget them. I, whatever happened, happened, it's over. But do you not know that God still loves them? Lord, have mercy. And what God wants us to do and if even in this picture here, there's something else, but let's, let's just look at it. Let's, let's, let's go to verse 13. We find, we find first, we see here the messenger, the divine messenger. God allowed a fugitive to survive and run and get the news. That's God's sovereignty. Lot could have just been taken captive. Nobody knows. Watch this. And then all of a sudden, watch this. You don't hear from those people no more. God could have done that. But it goes to show you, and I'll show you something here in a minute that's going to bless you. But, but so, so what I believe is that 
The first thing I believe, and I want to help somebody with something, but I want to help y'all with this because this we got this bad. We got this real bad, okay? Watch this. You ready? So the first thing is, the text says that the future came and told Abram, hey, Abram is first called a Hebrew. First time. He was living by the oaks of Moray. Now, let me tell you what. Remember, I told you that place was the place where he received revelation from God. But here he is now in church, watch this, receiving word that his nephew has been taken captive. But I believe that he rescued him because of this. First thing, he rescued him. Because he was his relative. Now let me explain what I'm saying here to build up to where I'm going. All right? Now, I was watching the, the Astros and pre-stuff. Pre and uh, Philly, the Phillies, the mother of one of the players... Y'all must have seen the same thing. So how do you feel about your boy living in Philly but play for the Houston Astros? How do you feel about that? She, she, said, she said, blood runs deeper. She said, listen, I don't care what they say. I'm walking around. This is my son, and I'm walking around with his jersey on because blood runs what? Deeper. But see, that's the world. Here's what you don't know about Lot. And I'm going to show you here in a minute about Lot. Lot wasn't just relative. That word relative, it means brother. So you know what he was really, what he really was? He was in the family of God. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. See, this is where we get tripped up. We got family members that treat us bad and all this other stuff. And guess what we do? We put ourselves at their disposal. We rescue them all the time. And they keep treating us like dirt. But this was different. Jesus even says when his brothers and his mothers came and dropped name dropping. Watch this. He says, no, here's who my relatives are. Let me say this. Sometimes we can be loyal to a fault, to family. I'm saying it. Love for relatives can lead us to making choices that we may not want to do. Are you with me? But I do believe that Lot made a dumb mistake. Watch this. But, but yet what I see in Abram is compassion for God's child. He was still God's child. And I'll prove this later on. I got another message on that. Watch this. He was still God's child. Now here's the thing. Now here's the thing now. You, you can't control what the other person does. He was in essence a brother of Christ. A brother of Christ worth, watch this, rescuing. 
You know what we do? We talk about people when they fall. We turn up our nose and say, mm, I wouldn't do that. Or you see what I'm saying? No, mm-mm, man, they living in sin. I ain't going to do. No, what, that's what we do. Now, I believe in separation. I do. I believe that there's some people you just got to get yourself away from them because they're not changing. Okay, but just because we got the same last name, hmm, doesn't mean you mean me any good. Are you with me? Now listen. Now you you can't help if it's a if it's a, if it's a brother that doesn't like you. Lot didn't like him, but Lot was glorifying God. I wish I had somebody. The moment you decide to rescue them, watch this. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I want to say to you. Okay, you can't help if the person doesn't like you or wants your help. But the moment you decide to rescue them, you got to get ready for rejection. Get ready for it. People will do that. You're showing your love and all they do is reject your love. This is deep stuff, man. This is deep stuff. This ain't family bloodline stuff. This has to do with a righteous look. Watch this. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. Watch this now. Watch this. So what did Lot do? Lot, I mean, Abram went in. Uh, Abram got his boys together. Now I see his military mind. Look at verse 14. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he let out what? What did he lead out? His trained men. Born where? In his house. He took 318 men, watch this, and he went in pursuit as far as what? Dan. Watch where I'm going with this. Watch where I'm going with this. He divided his forces. Listen, first of all, Abram now, he, Abram was a shepherd. He was a farmer. Listen, now he has a military mind. Let me say this. Let me say this. I believe that God wants all of us, amen, no matter how difficult it may be at times to have a strategy. You want to know why Abram, the second thing, why Abram could go in and rescue Lot who spit on him who talked about him, who lied on him, who did all this stuff. Amen. Amen. Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. He rescued him not because he was his relative, but the second thing is he rescued him because he had no resentment. Saints, I want to help somebody with something. Oftentimes, we don't realize what this word resentment means. Resentment came from an old French word. It's a, it refers to a feeling of bitterness. A, a feeling of indignation due to injustice or insult. Are you with me? People may feel resentful when they are cheated on, stolen from, lied to. Resentments is often a reaction to being insulted or having one's weakness exposed. Resentment 
can be directed, watch this, at an action, a statement, or a person. But resentment is the cheapest form of anger. And can I tell you something? I really would have to pray whether or not I go get a lot. But I thank God that he's given me a shepherd's heart. And I've learned about compassion. And I've learned how to love the unlovable. And I've learned how, amen, not to take things personal. Because our struggle is not against flesh and blood. But against powers and principalities in high places. And sometimes those fights come from right inside of your house. But you cannot formulate resentment in your heart for someone. No matter what. I ain't meaning what matter. Oh, no matter what. Wait a minute now. I'm not going to get ran over. You know, that's some of our conversation. You're not going to run me over, right? You're not going to keep running me over. You're not going to keep taking advantage of me. You're not going to keep talking to me like this. You're not going to keep treating me like this. Watch this now. Lot separated himself. He felt the best recourse was for you to go your way and I go my way and watch it. But he did not appreciate what his uncle had done for him. But the difference was Lot was a brother. Listen to me. I hear this all the time. Leave the 99 and go get the one. First of all, first of all, Check this out. Let me, let me use my sanctified imagination, okay? Check this out. First of all, it says the lost sheep, not the deliberate sheep that left. Y'all ain't hearing me. See, the shepherd would go find that one sheep because the sheep was straying off path. It wasn't the sheep saying, man, I'm out of here. That's a goat. That ain't no sheep. There's a difference there. The lost, the one that's lost is one lost not by deliberate lostness. But the one that strays and they're naive, they start going down a path. Come on, somebody. Lot deliberately. But you see what I'm saying? God says, man, what do you do? Did Abram, let me ask you this. Did Abram hesitate? Look at the text. The text says he didn't hesitate. Verse 14 says when Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he got up and did would any, oh, come on, somebody. But did you see the love that he had for Lot? Or oh, if you think this is deep, come back next week. No, week after. But come back next week anyway. Did, did Abram hesitate? Watch this. His relationship with his brother is what matters. 
Can I tell you something? Don't ruin relationships just because you have differences. Okay? Listen, you have differences because you're different. All right? And every now and then, yeah, you may catch me on the wrong day, and I may say something to you, and you may say something to me, but guess what? We, if we have a relationship, don't ruin it over some st stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost, for holding that word. You know what? When we were lost, God sent Jesus. I wish I had somebody. And can I help you with something? You and I, we wasn't really following Jesus. Now, we didn't want nothing to do with you. Matter of fact, we were going the opposite direction of Jesus. But guess what? Guess what? He did not hold on to your sin that was placed upon him. Watch this. There was, watch this. this was God's way of rescuing Lot from a life of sin. You got to realize something. Sometimes the difficulties that we have in relationships may be the reason that God is allowing that is so that you would be the bigger one to go rescue someone that really needs to see the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. Some of us, we just, I'm done with you. Why? Because the enemy. Yeah, man. As believers, we have to remember we have to be careful what we get into and where we go. Lot moved closer and closer to what? To Sodom and Gomorrah. And before you know it, now he's in captivity. Watch this. The only reason I believe he did it, I'm talking about Abram, is because he loved him. He loved Lot. How do you just all of a sudden lose your love for someone? And you've been saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Come on, y'all, come on, y'all, come on, y'all. We get this thing wrong. And I didn't plan this message. This is what, this is what the Lord been dealing with. Watch verse 16. Watch verse 16. Now, here's the big reveal. You ready? Here's the big reveal. Watch this. Verse 16. I'm about to sit down. It says, he brought back all the goods and also brought back Lot. Aaliyah, put this on the screen. Don't y'all stay there in your Bible. All right? Now watch, watch, watch this. This is my big reveal about Lot. Now listen, I really want to go, I really wanted to go in on Lot because Lot got a bad attitude. And I believe he got what he deserved. But see, God sees it a different way. You know, sometimes the things you read in the Bible, man, it's like, pray for your enemies? Really? You think I'm really going to pray for my enemies? Really? Feed them? Yeah, you think I'm really going to invite them to dinner? Give them something to drink? You really think I'm going to do that? Without the Holy Spirit? I ain't doing it. Somebody asked me the other day, how? How? Somebody asked me this the other day. They said, how did your enemy, I see them treating you so good. I said, because I love them. 
I don't hold resentment, man. I learned, I had to learn. Now, listen now, listen now. I ain't been saved and all of y'all not in the same place in your faith. But I'm going to tell you like this. Resentment is something that will eat you inside, from the inside out. Because you ain't saying nothing. You just internalizing it all. But watch this. This is the part. Give me the point first. He rescued him because he was righteous. Wait a minute. Let me break it down for you. I got nine minutes. Watch this. Let me break it down for you. You ready? Leah, put on the screen for me 2 Peter 2 7. Bet you've never seen this before. Listen, I wanted to go in on lots so bad, man. Seriously, and then the Lord showed me. Pow! You can't do that. When you can't do that is because I look at man differently than you do. You look at the outside, I look at the inside. But what Lot didn't realize, let me tell you who Lot is. Lot is like most of us in church. We come to church, we look good, we sound good, hey, hallelujah. And then we get up there in that world and we go right back to Sodom and Gomorrah. We're in the club, we're getting turned. Oh yeah, we're doing stuff. That, and then Sunday morning, right back in church. Hallelujah. Oh, you're so good, Lord. Oh, Shondo. Bring the car around the front. What we do. And when I say reckless, we're righteous, but we're reckless. I'm going to get a t-shirt. Righteous, but Reckless. What does it say in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 7? And if he has rescued who? The Bible calls Lot. Tell your neighbor God sees it differently. Now let me ask you a question. Would you do it? Would you do it? I know there's some people you just want to leave them alone. Because really they know good. But they're saved. And what you got to do is keep going back and trying to rescue them. Don't you give up on them. Watch the text. The text says he rescued what? Righteous lot oppressed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled men. You know what Lot was doing? Lot was in Sodom. <clears throat> a place that was laden down with homosexuality. And Lot was endorsing homosexuality as a righteous man. Let me say this to you. When you move away from God, you're going to sanction everything. You're going to endorse everything. You're going to underwrite everything. Okay, OnlyFans. Oh, y'all don't know nothing about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all right to live this way. Righteous. Lot was a righteous man living in the midst of sin, and he had no problem with it. And the only reason why God sovereignly 
assisted, gosh almighty, his rescue with a 318 man army and defeated them. It's because of the righteousness of Lot. Now let me share this with you now. One save always save. Okay, so don't let nobody fool you, dupe you, make you feel bad about the fact that you are in Sodom and Gomorrah and liking it, but you just have not grown as a believer. You just have not matured as a believer yet to get out of that mess. Don't you let nobody condemn you when God says, I'm coming to get you. And every time he comes and you reject him, guess what? Guess what now? Guess what now? When you reject him, he's going to keep coming back to get you. And then here's the other thing. Don't be surprised who he uses to rescue you. Lot's righteousness. See, people say, how can David be a man after God's own heart? David was a murderer and an adulterer. And listen, he was a bad boy. But God, the Bible says that David was a man after God. Is that who God is? No. Here's the thing. See, David's flesh is what the problem was. But see, positionally, oh my gosh, he was righteous. Can I tell you what righteous means? Let me tell you what salvation means. You're set apart. Sodzo. You're set apart from, watch this, sins past, present, and future. So let me just say this. You know, I, I, I ain't going to try to bust nobody upside the head like that, but I'll say this to you, okay? Let me just generalize it from you, okay? No matter what sin you do, lying, cheating, gluttony, gluttony is a sin, and it falls as no bigger sin than smaller sin. Sin is sin. But if you are a child of God, blood-bought, spirit-filled, okay, and you happen to have a lot spirit because you want to live on top of the world, and you drift away from God. Positionally, you're still righteous. It blew my mind because I wanted to eat them up and spit them out. And then the Holy Spirit showed me this passage of scripture. If he rescued, let's change his name now, to righteous lot. But I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something in a couple weeks that will blow your mind because it's going to make you mad too. Watch this. The text says he was righteous, but he was resentful. He was reckless. He was worldly. But watch this. The thing about Lot, he never lost his relationship with God. He broke fellowship with God. So no matter where you find yourself today, no matter where you find yourself living today, let me say this, the closer you move to the world, you're going to get God. Eventually, it will draw you in. 
And that's why you can come back to church the next day and don't feel no remorse. The moment that you can do both at the same time and feel no conviction, Lord have mercy. That's where the problem comes in. Watch this. I got one more thing. He brought him back. Now, Lot, now watch this now. Lot rescued him. I mean, Abram rescued him. But look what the text says. He brought him back with. Look at this. You think he could? You think he should have? Well, we already, we already decided that, okay? <laughs> but look what he brought him back with. His possessions, the women and all the people that he had gathered. And so lastly, and I'm going to sit down, you know, I promise you. He rescued him because he remembered how merciful God was to himself. See, can I say this to you? I know people may have hurt you. But you cannot forget how merciful God has been to you. Can I tell you something? You know what Lot was, you know what Abram was thinking about when he, when he got him back? He was thinking about the time when he was in Egypt. Watch this. But he was also thinking about the time when he didn't answer God's call. And he got stuck in Haran. Watch this. And he lived there for a long time out of his purpose. But he realized how merciful. Can I ask you a question? Has God been merciful to you? Let me break the word merciful down for you. Has he been compassionate to you? Has he been kind to you? Has he been loving to you? That in spite of it all, how many say in spite of it all? You should have. Oh, I wish I had a few people. In reality, you shouldn't even be here today. Some of us should be dead. Some of us should be in jail. Some of us should be homeless. Some of us right now, the way we act, yeah. but yet God, in his mercy, he does not remember your past. Thank you, Jesus, that Abram gave us an illustration that you don't keep a person's past in their present. You erase their past. In reality, I thank God that he did not give me what I really deserve. I thank God that I have an opportunity to extend mercy to those who don't really care about me. Thank you, Jesus. It's time to rid yourself of every single person that has caused you pain and let go of it. That's what you have to do. There's hardly a person in this room without a scar from somebody. But you have to have a heart to forgive. You do. You really do.
A gentleman owned, owed his pastor $8,000. The pastor had offered him help in a jam. Over time, it became real obvious that the man was not going to pay the pastor back his $8,000. Every time the man saw the pastor, amen. Every time the pastor saw the man, he saw his $8,000. And what made it worse, you know how people do when you owe money, right? They don't want to talk about it. What made it worse is that he didn't even come up to the pastor and say, Pastor, you know what? Woody, 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 this was happening. So after three months, man came to the pastor and offered him a sincere apology. And he was not going to be able to pay back the debt. The pastor made a decision in that instance. He chose to forgive the man and release him of the debt that he owed and promised to never raise the subject of debt again. In releasing his debtor, the pastor was releasing himself. You know what he's releasing himself from? Frustration, anger, hurt of being owed a debt. He didn't have to look at the man from the pulpit and think, there's my $8,000. Because he had forgiven him. All I'm saying to you is you got to learn how to let some stuff go. Because no matter how bad the situation may be, if you and I are brothers and sisters in Christ, you are righteous and I am righteous. God sees how we treat one another. I thank God that I've learned that it's not worth it to walk around with stuff in your mind for people living rent-free in your mind, rent-free in your heart. It's all right to let go and don't get ruined by resentment. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, in a million years, I would have never preached this message. I promise you. It's too difficult of a message to preach. You know why I say it's a difficult message to preach? Because it's a difficult thing to do. You said amen, but you ain't going to do it. For real. If every message, come back for 11 o'clock, you see what I'm talking about. If every message make you feel good, then you're in the wrong church. Straight up. Every now and then you need to be pushed and pulled and shaken up a little bit so some of that stuff will start falling off you. Bam. Bam. Every now and then you need a revelation from heaven to understand why you are the way you are. It ain't psychology, boo. It's theology. And the reason why I say it's theology because, watch this, because no psychiatrist can fix you. Only God can do that. I, I, I see so many lots in church today. They're righteous, but they're giving the world all of their time, all of their resources. Listen, they, they're blending real good 
in the world. That just God is just a byproduct. Two Sundays out of four, I'm going to come to church. First Sunday for communion and last Sunday. I don't know what the, what the reason is. If you need prayer today, I want to pray for you. Maybe you've been drawn over, pulled out, but your father loves you. And he's here to rescue you. But you got to want to go. I'll show you something that's so deep. Abram put his life on the line. That's what Jesus did for us. He put his life on a cross for you and I to die for our sins so that we wouldn't go back to Sodom and Gomorrah. But yet, we still are drawn back. I will never lose a relationship. Amen. I don't believe in that. Now, that's up to the other person. If they want to move around, that's fine. You can't help what another person want to do, you know. But if God so puts you sovereignly in that path again and you're there and you have the means to rescue him, you better go rescue him. But in between that time and whenever time, you need to be praying for them. See, I got names. I pray for people. Pray for them, man. I know they're talking about me. I know they're lying on me. I know it because I got discernment. But I keep praying for them. Keep praying for them. Keep praying for them. God keeps changing them, changing them. So if you need prayer today, you can come this morning. I want to pray for you. Maybe you want to let go of some of that resentment that you may have or you're being ruined by it. I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray if you're here today and you need to be restored back to the Lord, rescued. Maybe you've been away from Jesus for a while and you want to be restored today. I want to pray for restoration for you today. That God would bring you back to that place of restoration where he wants to re renew and re reaffirm the relationship. You know how you know you're saved? You can sit in church and pay attention. Straight up. You know what the Bible says about unbelievers? Like everything I just said is foolishness. Foolishness to them. But if you understood the word and you heard the word and it has touched your heart today, uh, God is saying you better come now and get your help. There's no reason for you to come here today and leave the same. Why did you come? You done got cute, handsome, and you're leaving the same. The outside is fixed up. Oh, which I had somebody. But the inside, there's a struggle on the inside.